existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we are doing... Beverly Hills 90210 versus Veronica Mars. Two high uh, school-based TV shows. Set in rich areas in California. Yeah, and that's where the similarities end. Before we start ripping... Oh, I'm going to rip Beverly Hills 90210, I don't know about you, but before we start ripping it, I think... I, I will say, I don't think Veronica Mars exists without Beverly Hills 90210 be, being around first. Possibly. It's weird because uh, I was I looked it up, and Beverly Hills 90210 ran from 1990 to 2000, which means it's, it ended just four years before Veronica Mars started. Um, but I, it seems like they're from different planets, basically. Well, I think that, I don't know what it was like in, in 2000. I know after they did go out of high school and go to college. I don't know if they had a new cast or what. But who knows? But who cares? They're, they're, they're definitely different universes from 1990 to 2004. What is it? What is when did Veronica Mars start? Yeah, 2004. Yeah, 1990, 2004. Definitely different universes. But surprisingly, the the pool parties seem exactly the same in two two decades. Well, that's how they roll in Southern California. I guess so. Um, but the idea of a, a high school soap opera, which Veronica Mars kind of is, it kind of plays with that a little bit. I think Beverly Hills 901 did that first. And I mean, I'm sure Veronica Mars might have existed, but I'm not so I'm not positive. I well, think, yeah, I mean, I think I think Veronica Mars like messed with a lot of the tropes from uh, Beverly Hills. But I, I don't know yeah. that that's true either, because even though this was 1990, uh, this we watched the pilot episode of each of each uh, series. It was really more of a eighties. I mean, it, Beverly Hills 90210 took its entire, all its plots and characters from eighties teen movies. I felt like. Yeah. The up to the pool, you know, the rich people pool parties and everything. Uh, let, yeah. Let's talk about, but it was still, it was still a soap opera, a teenage soap opera. And that really didn't exist before this show. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, and perhaps it shouldn't have. Uh, based on this evidence, it shouldn't have, at least not in this form. Uh, it was pretty terrible. I do. Do you remember watching it when you were when it was when it came out? Yeah, yeah. I watched. I don't know if I watched a pilot, but I watched one of the early episodes, and I I hated it. And I went to school the next day expecting everyone else to have hated it or not to have watched it. But I wanted to love it because it's Fox. And we've talked about our how much we really liked Fox back then. But I did not like the show. And I got to school and everybody loved it so much. And it was, it was the talk of the class and everybody liked it. And I tried so hard to like the show. And when the kid shot himself, that was, I was done. I was like, that's so stupid. And it's, it was like... I, I couldn't I couldn't deal with the show anymore and I I never liked it and then I got to college and the show was still on and I was in this this pop culture class where uh, it was kind of yeah this pop culture stuff and one of our assignments was the cl- as a class we had to pick a show to watch and I I I, I pushed as hard as I could for The Simpsons but nobody was having it and Beverly Hills 901 was chosen and I was forced to watch it then and at that point, I didn't have any misgivings about disliking the show because in high school, I felt bad about myself. I, I felt like, what am I, what's wrong with me that I don't like this show, but everyone else does? 
in college, I didn't think that. I just thought anyone who did like it was stupid. And watching it, it, it I don't think it was as bad in 1990 as it was when I, I was in college. So that's like, what, six years later. And uh, watching it, it got a lot worse. I remembered just to get off the, the, the pilot episode, the, there was an episode in around 96, 97, where one of the characters thought she had AIDS. And that was the big deal about this episode. And we had, that was one of the episodes we had to watch. And the episode was of course terrible as you'd expect, but even worse than that was the ad placement during the episode. The only time I've ever seen there was some kind of medicine or maybe not medicine, but some kind of test you could buy to see if you had AIDS. And that was three times during that episode, they showed an ad for that, which was really blatant and stupid. So they were, they were tackling issues from uh, a decade earlier in 1996 on 90210, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, you can see that coming with, just with this pilot episode, which was kind of, you know, an after-school special, basically. Yes. Uh, or, and then a, a few different after-school specials pushed into into one. Yeah, or a very long uh, The More You Know ad. The and Don't be talking bad about The More You Know ads. They were wonderful. Uh, well, David Schwimmer, of course, was, was great in them, but I, I, I didn't care for anybody else. I don't remember what the actual ads were, but I loved the end where it had that little sparkling. You mean you know. the star? I don't. It just sparkled to me, John. I don't. I don't put labels on things. Right, right. Sorry, we are progressives. I forget sometimes. Um, well, let, first of all, I don't know if it got better throughout the series. I mean, I can't really remember. Uh, but the acting was the acting oh, was horrible acting. on this yeah. episode. <laughs> Terrible from everybody concerned. I thought. Yeah. Oh, the 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 big fat teacher. He was funny. Well, the yeah. I guess I, I guess that's true. The dude who was playing his uh, fake violin over his statue of Beethoven. Yeah, and I think he. Well, we're going to talk about this movie you don't like, but I think he's the the hypnotherapist from Office Space. At least it looks similar. Oh yeah. Shit, I have no idea. Um. Yeah, the acting was all around bad, and even for even for a teen show, uh, or a Fox show, well, that's not fair. Fox had some good, well-acted shows. Have you watched uh, Twenty One Jump Street at all recently? A couple years ago. It doesn't it's, hold up so no, well either. No. Oh, and Twenty One Jump Street has the same problem of of uh, issue issue of the week, where this week we're going to do anorexia and this week we're going to do rape whatever but that's that suffers from the same ailment yeah and and that like we've talked about before that's all that's a holdover from the 80s um when everything was uh everything had a message at the end of the episode but i think what fox was fox wasn't so much after the message they're more after the, the to drag people in by doing doing um ads where they say next week we talk about this hot topic it wasn't as much about the message it was more about more exploitive exploitative exploitative yeah that's a hard word and easier to type well and they were i mean let's be honest they were also trying to draw viewers in by sexing it up a lot more than uh you would than we'd seen from like teens on tv before yeah a lot of talk about sleeping around in this episode and uh and I mean that was one of the that was one of the messages of the show, or or the themes was about a guy who, who kind of hints that he slept with this girl and and ruins her reputation even though nothing happened. But you know that's like a that's a storyline going back to different strokes and shit. I missed that episode. 
I just saw it the other day recently. Um, Arnold, for some reason, had a girlfriend and, and it, it dealt with that, which was... Uh... <laughs> I thought you were joking. No, I, I'm not. Yeah, it was actually disturbing to watch um, because Arnold looked like he's nine years old. Um, and so, so did this the girl. Was, this was the late episode, like when uh, Dixie Carter or whoever that was was on the show. I don't know because it was mo- it mostly was just Arnold and this girl throughout the whole episode. It was oh, a weird the one. little red-haired kid didn't show up to talk to, talk to Arnold about what happened. Little Danny. Mr. D. No, he, he wasn't around. Um, I, I'd have to look it up, but whoever, there is someone famous who played the the new wife of Mr. D, and then she, she was replaced by someone else, and I was shocked to see who it was. So go look that up, because people listening, because whoever it was, it's interesting. Wait, the Dixie Carter got replaced? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, different, Dixie Carter got replaced by somebody. I think it was, um, oh, I think it was Cindy Crawford. No. Cindy Crawford wouldn't date that old mummy. He had money. Mummy with money. That's true. I guess I could buy it. Um, yeah, so so that was one one plot. Um, the other, another plot was uh, that little jackass Brian Austin Green was a freshman, and he goes to the party that freshmen aren't supposed to attend and ends up driving Steve's car home and wrecking it, which uh, was just dumb. I don't even know why that was in there. Well, that that character was one of the reasons I hated that show when I was in high school. The Brian Austin Green, Green character. Everything I, about him I disliked. Yeah, well, and it and you can see it here just yeah. as well. Although I think later, didn't he like try to be a rapper or some shit too? Well, I think so, much later. In the first season, the theme was he wanted to be in with the cool kids and he was doing, he changed himself every way possible to be with the cool kids and kind of shed his junior high friends. And yeah. Cause he had some, uh, some little dipshit friend in this one too, who I don't remember from the rest of the series. That's the, that's the kid I remember specifically because later in this season, he kills himself accidentally. And that's when I just signed off on the show. Cause it was so stupid. Oh, I might've actually liked that episode. Cause the kid was kind of annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's what else? Oh, and then another storyline was Brenda starts yes. dating some full-on adult lawyer, twenty-five-year-old lawyer who apparently cannot tell how someone how old someone is. Right, because she sneaks into a club with a fake ID, so he thinks she's of age, and and she lies and pretends she's in college and whatever, and then uh, at the end she decides to tell him the truth. And he reacts exactly how you would expect him to react. I, for... I don't think so. I think he reacts bizarrely. I thought he, I mean, I would, would imagine him to be shocked and angry, but not to threaten to sue her parents. Sue her, I should sue your parents. That was, well, but I think that was just to try to make him more the villain. But if. Oh, he, that's definitely what they were doing. I, but I, I don't see how he was a villain in any way. I don't either, because she was the one who was fucked up. She's going to. He's he can face statutory rape charges and shit. Of of course he's gonna be pissed. Uh, and they that was the weird thing about the episode was that she was all hurt and everything, and you were supposed to sympathize with her. But I didn't sympathize with her at all. I I love the mother's reaction when she comes home crying. I'm sorry about lying. She's like, I know you're sorry. I know. No it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. What a dumb bitch. And they lost a great opportunity for comedy, which that show really doesn't have much of but when she's crying in her mother's arms the father comes in and kind of looks and they don't see him it would have been great if he just walked out of the room he should have yeah i i mean they missed 
everything on this show is a missed opportunity, really. Um, the, I don't think so. I think the, the, there's no opportunities, basically. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 just a it's like staring into the abyss watching this show. Um, the and it doesn't stare back. Nope, it just sits there like a lump of shit. Um, yeah, the really what's his name Ian Zierling who played uh, Steve mm-hmm. was really terrible. I thought. Um, but <laughs> but that, yeah, that might have been the direction too. But yeah, just really over the top with everything. No, I don't remember the show that well. I know that the girl from Head of the Class, I don't think she was on the show. I, I looked her up and only said one episode, and I, I don't think she was on any other episodes. I think Head of the Class might have maybe that started at the same time. But I wonder if the teachers remained as a regular part of the cast, like the terrible plot between the vice principal and the, and the Spanish teacher and that funny chemistry pre- teacher. I mean, I know this is a pilot, so sometimes they get rid of characters and they get rid of actors and replace actors after the pilot air, the pilot is filmed and they, you know, they get on their solid cast. I just, I wonder if any of the adult teachers were replaced because I don't remember any teachers in the show, basically. Nope, I don't either. I don't at I re- all. Oh, now I'm thinking the, the, the adult that was a regular part of the cast was there some kind of diner owner. Yeah, the Peach Pit, at. man. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I, his <laughs> oh, name was God. like Nate or something. I can't even remember. <laughs> And I did not know that Luke Perry was not an original cast member. No, Luke Perry does not appear um, in this episode. I mean, thank God for small favors, I guess. Also, thank God for small favors. Tori Spelling's only in it for like two seconds. But she is in it. Yeah, she is in it. So, so like that does drag Perry. it down. I wish she was. I wish she was in this episode. No, I. Yeah, I was kind of kidding. Uh, Luke I, Perry I, was probably the best actor on the show. I was gonna say if you uh, trade him for Ian Zero Zeroing or whatever, it would it would be a nice trade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, yeah, the parents are are basically window dressing in this show, and as far as I remember, they always were. Although I think in later seasons they like tried to give the the parents storylines too, and like nobody gave a shit. What they don't really explain in the pilot is why they're living in Beverly Hills when they don't have a lot of money. No. Yeah, they moved from Minnesota to Beverly Hills um, for his job, but you know, LA has a lot of other neighborhoods they live could live in. Yeah. Brandon's embarrassed by his uh, beat-up old junker he's driving when he pulls up and everybody's driving, you know, Porsches and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, no, they don't explain that in the pilot, at least. Maybe, you know, they go into it later. A definite scene of the times is is the, the scene with Brenda calling her lawyer boyfriend where they're all standing around a payphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that we knew from the beginning of the episode that people had cell phones, but that, that group didn't have one, so they used a payphone. Right. There was a really fucking weird scene. I don't know if you remember it. Um, it was like right near the beginning. They're like doing a montage of them going to the first day of their first day of school or whatever. And all the different cultures that go to the school. But the fact is, we only learn about the white people. Right. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm gonna bring that up in a minute. But there was a scene just of slow motion people dancing on the lawn. Yeah. I did not understand. I never seen that happen at a high school ever. <laughs> It, it was fucking weird. Um, yeah, the white people there. It was really weird or really disturbing to me that they had black people on the show, but they might as well have had token written across their foreheads. They were so obviously. Token. There's some like just sitting in class, but there's no interaction between them and the, the, the white people, the main cast. And then there's the, the, the true token, the DJ. Yes. He's the, not allowed. He's not allowed out of his little room. The school DJ who's you only see his mouth. Um, 
Well, and then there was the black dude uh, who was walking with Brandon on the track and asking him about oh, how he I scored. Oh, I forgot about him. But it was all... Of so course he's o- an athlete. Yeah, it was so obviously like, well, we got to show some diversity here. Let's throw some black people in. Never thinking to have anybody but white people as main cast members. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes you feel a little gross watching And then you have now. the odd Spanish teacher who dances to salsa between classes. And well, what else to- is she going to dance to, man? <laughs> I guess that's true. They don't uh, in Mexico. They don't often dance the polka. No, that's all they allow in their culture, I think. And her speech to the vice principal just—I don't—I don't know if it's racist, but it's really weird—a real I, de- a weird depiction of of somebody from another culture. Yeah, I I kind of tuned out a little during that scene. I didn't even get what the problem was that she spoke Spanish too fast in class, and and it was causing the students problems. I don't know. I think it was just. Uh, they, they need to set those two up for their love affair, which was the, the original point of the show was that they were the two stars. And it's just things just, just changed once they started filming. That cannot be true. It's not true at all. Good. <laughs> because that would have been an even more terrible show. Yeah, the just the weird, uh, the weird trying to be PC but ending up racist uh, yeah. was, <laughs> was jarring to watch. Um, and and how just shitty the white students were to the Spanish teacher, too. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, fuck you. I don't need to pay attention to you. Of course it's easy to teach this course. You're speaking your native language or something like that. Just, I guess that's the character supposed to be shitty, but still. Yeah, but everybody in class uh, doesn't treat her with any respect. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was terrible. Um, there's something. Oh, there's a scene where they first enter the chemistry class and this girl wants to sit at a desk, but no one lets her because she's fat. I couldn't see any other reason. It wasn't like they made any other reason except she was fat. Nope. I mean, they didn't show any aspect of her personality to show that she was some kind of bitch or anything. And nobody wanted it. It was just that she was unattractive by their standards. And, and you know, that, that was part of it too. I mean, Jenny Garth's character, whatever the hell her name is, uh, got a nose job. Yeah. Mentioned at the beginning. And then they're looking at, rhinoplasty brochure at the party it was really fucking weird and i guess it's it's not like the the girl who couldn't get a seat was unattractive in any other way it wasn't like they they put like messed up hair or anything like it was just solely overweight and that's it yeah well and then and then that was jarring yes and another it wasn't as bad but it was just ridiculous was the scene at lunch where brandon goes to sit at these tables and he goes to sit down and all the other students move away and leave See, I uh, thought people were just leaving because they were done, and he just happened to be picking the wrong spots. No, I think he was, like, the new kid, and he wasn't supposed to sit at their table. But, Uh-oh. like, that never happens in high school. It's never happened. No. It's, unless there's a reason, but never just because of the new guy, yeah. Right, unless, yeah, I mean, you, you rip a big wet fart or something, I can see it. But you, you don't go to sit down at a table in the cafeteria, and, and the whole table gets up and leaves. That's. <laughs> I honestly thought this the chemistry room scene was going to have a payoff where... Like one of the characters asked her to sit down just to like show that, you know, this was their way of showing this character had a good side, but no, it nope, was she was unloved because she was fat. Yeah. And she, was, I, I mean, I guess that was the point to show how shallow the people are, but I'm not sure that was the point. I'm not either because there were a few scenes like that, like the, the scene, like you said, with Ian Zierling saying, wow, she's yeah. got a real easy job. She just speaks her native language for a living or whatever. Like there were scenes where you thought, well, okay, it's showing how shallow and dickish these rich kids are, except it also 
idolize these people. Yeah, so, I, that's that's the weird. That I mean, that was my problem when I watched it back then with Brian Austin Green because he was there. He was giving up. He was trying to change himself to fit into with these awful people. And we're high school kids, and we're watching this, and we're supposed to identify with the awful people. Right. And yeah, and that's basically the whole series: a bunch of awful people that you're supposed to like. For and being they were shitty. well liked. The show was really popular. Made a lot of money. Yeah. And all the actors have gone on to win Grammys and Oscars. They yes, and they're award-winning directors, and yeah, it's it's crazy. And Jenny Garth has a, a she won a I think it was a was a Booker Prize or is it a Pulitzer? One of the two for her her novel. So they they at least they're talented people. Yeah, they've gone on to many great things. Luckily, um, it, yeah, it's oh, it was it was a pretty painful watch, and uh, not to mention the horrible music. Yeah, and the music kind of weirdly had all kinds of awful things to it. Like, there's a heavy guitar thing at times, but there's also that kind of like, uh, like, uh, like kind of a sparkly, sparkly effect they had when they left a the scene. It's like something you'd, you'd you'd hear during a dream sequence. You yeah, know ding, yeah, it's really ding, ding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the yeah that terrible guitar stuff that was like out of a Jean Claude Van Damme '80s movie. You know, yeah, ugh. It's just all around bad. There's there's nothing to recommend this show. No, I have nothing, absolutely nothing good to say about the show. And, and in fact, we made kind of a huge error in picking the pilot episode. Uh, before this episode started, John and I had to push it back a half hour because I didn't finish it because we thought it was only an hour-long episode. And it turned out to be a two-hour-long episode. Yeah, so it was it was doubly bad. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Veronica Mars was only an hour long. So Yeah, I would have... I would have loved if the uh, if the links were switched on these. The, yeah. it, the, it's funny they don't do that anymore. Have pilots that are two hours long. That used to be a popular thing, but even when they have something two hours long now, they kind of have an act break where it's not. I don't know if it's called an act break, but a break in the middle of the show where it's easy to split them up to, into separate episodes for syndication. For syndication, yeah, they they film them that way, it, just on the off chance something gets syndicated. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was just bad all around um i just have to assume the acting got better over time it i don't, I don't see why it would, it would have to it's just it's a show on fox like teens are gonna teens aren't caring about acting they're just tearing caring about i don't know what they care about doritos yeah well and <laughs> there were some points where i actually laughed i mean it was unintentional comedy but but brandon's in the hot tub with uh this this girl he met at the party and they're talking, and all of a sudden she's like, "Let's take off all our clothes," <laughs> because that happens all the time in high school, I think. <laughs> oh, he, when he first meets her at the party, he's like, "So, what's your story?" And her response is, "You're Let's sexy." Make, oh, you're sexy, yeah. So typical teen dialogue. I think that, in the, in the defense of the show, which should never be defended, I think that was the point of that. She was supposed to be outrageously out there because that's what. She, people expected of her that was the point of the the plot and if she had been a better actress and could have pulled off those line readings maybe that would have worked but as it was it just seemed really clunky she was fine on head of the class i don't remember her on head of the class oh, she was not she was i mean i don't remember her being especially good or bad she was the one that would, the guy with long hair was obsessed with she was the brown-haired one it's oh it wasn't she was, robin Givens. she was the one that fonzie was obsessed yes. with oh okay yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I vaguely recall. But. Oh, actually, Fonzie might have been obsessed with a red-haired girl. I don't remember. It really doesn't matter. Well, we'll have to do that show and talk about its incestuous relationships. Um, but this 
yeah, this is not worth watching at all. Even even just to see how bad it is, I don't think. Yeah, you're better off watching Degrassi if you want to watch something bad. I I totally agree with that. Um, Degrassi is at least entertaining. Uh, yeah, this doesn't have any, and and for me, it doesn't even have nostalgia value. Nope, me either. I mean, I watched it when it was on, but people have to remember back then there were only four channels, and the fourth channel was completely new at that point. Um, you could have watched. You could have read a book. You you could have, but you know. Come on. Oh, I want to look up what was on. I, w- I wish there was a site that had, maybe there is that, that shows what was on the same time. Oh yeah. Try to find that out. Um, Cause that would be interesting to see what was on against uh, Beverly Hills, nine to one, what you could have watched, what you could have spent your time doing instead. Well, do you want to look that up and we'll take a quick break? Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. So, Pat, so in, it turns instead, out you could have been watching what now? Instead of uh, forcing yourself to watch Beverly Hills 90210, you could have watched from 9 o'clock to 9.30, Cheers, from 9.30 to 10, Seinfeld, or Twin Peaks. So, I don't think you made the right choice. Yeah, no no reason whatsoever to watch this piece of shit. I did, I did watch Cheers and Seinfeld. I think that's one of the reasons I felt bad, because Cheers was kind of an old person show, and Beverly Hills 90210 was the hip show, and I should have been watching that. But I didn't. I didn't. That I tried, but I like Cheers and Seinfeld better. Well, Seinfeld was still Seinfeld Chronicles, so I think this website's a little bit off, but whatever. Well, yeah, Seinfeld started in 89, so that was probably, yeah, still its first season. But Seinfeld Chronicles, I thought, was just the very the pilot episode. I think it was Seinfeld after that. I don't think so. I think the first half season, when it was a mid-season replacement, and that whole thing was Seinfeld Chronicles. I don't oh, think no was, shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, well, I mean, you could be right. I don't, shit, I don't remember. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, but you know, the, those people who watched 90210 when they were in high school instead of, uh, Cheers and, or Twin Peaks are all junkies now, so. Of course. It's all right. Well, let's, let's go on to, uh, the I used to really want to be a junkie. Did you really? I really liked the, I didn't want to care about getting high or anything, but I liked the, like the, the ritual of, of tying up, like doing the tie up and then slapping your, slapping your arm. I thought that was really neat. And then shitting yourself. Yeah, I mean... It, the, the shitting myself I could have skipped, but the other part was neat. So I never tried it because I thought, well, that's it's, it's, it doesn't really fit my look. But I always thought about it. Yeah. It's, oh, another show you could have watched was The Flash. What the hell? Wait, was that based on the DC superhero The Flash? Yeah, I did watch that too. I, I watched a lot of TV. Didn't even remember that that was ever a show. It was mediocre. It didn't last that long. Well, the character itself was mediocre. Yeah, he's real fast, though. Yeah, all those all those superheroes whose power is speed are, are kind of boring. Um, There's a really good 
uh, series of cartoons that DC put out, or they, DC didn't put out. I guess it was Fox, but it was uh, um, all the the same guy had like the was the mind behind them all. He started with Batman the animated series, and then it moved on to Justice League, and or it moved on to Superman and Justice League. And Justice League was uh, the animated series is the first time I've actually appreciated the Flash. It's really the char- the the characterization of the guy who's the Flash was really good. He's kind of a kind of a geeky playboy, not playboy, geeky guy who likes women. But very funnily written. So he's the like the Tony Stark of the DC universe. Not as cool as Tony Stark, but yeah, I'd, okay. I'd say that works. There's one thing uh, episode where the Flash is like they're all hiding out from this bad guy who's trying to get them, and they're in a store. And Batman says, uh, "Why don't we all take our masks off and hide and hide in stuff we have here?" You know, it was written better than that. And the Flash replies, "Well, I don't want anyone to know my our secret identities. That's not a good idea." And then Batman proceeds to point each person and say what their secret identity is. It was really funny. So maybe we should have watched that instead of uh, Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero. An hour and a half of that would have been much better than an hour and a half of Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero. Yeah, Veronica I, Mars, let's go to that. Let's do it. Uh, a, a million times better. Than... A billion times better. Very, very excellent episode. Excellent start to a series. Yeah, I mean, they they get right into it, and they set everything. I mean, it's it's definitely more uh, cinematic in every way than, than Beverly Hills 90210 was, even though it was just came on four years after the other one ended. To be fair, it's more cinematic than most television in general. It's true. It's more, yeah, it's more the level of HBO shows than, than stuff that was on network. Uh, I think you're right. I think the pilot is. I think there's some episodes after the pilot that don't, aren't as good. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, on, the only bad thing I have to say about the pilot is her haircut. But she fixed that uh, for the rest of the series. So. I honestly didn't notice. Yes. Didn't, what was wrong with her haircut? She's got that weird shag thing going on in the in the pilot. Um, the problem I have with the whole show, and it's the, I think it might be the only negative thing I have to say about the show, is there's a Mexican motorcycle gang, and they all wear helmets, and they all drive these really shiny motorcycles, and I just find that odd. Well, they live in a rich area, although yeah, you're right. They're but not, they're not rich supposed people. to be rich. No. And wearing the helmets doesn't fit in with their tough guy persona, but maybe that's – I mean, I know there's those guys in New York that recently had that big thing. I think they're all wearing helmets, but still, it didn't fit in with what, how the gang was set up. Well, this is a 2000s, Pat, or yeah, the 2000s, and you know, California helmet law, they they probably just didn't want to get pulled over and, and have all their priors gone through and get arrested just because they – were too I thought in the 2000s is when uh, they they knocked down that law because of that. Who was it? Who was it? Was it uh, Rutger Hauer? Some old blonde-haired 80s. Gary action. Busey. Gary Busey was much against the the helmet law. Why on earth the California legislature would listen to Gary Busey pertaining to anything is beyond me. But uh, or any why anybody else would listen to him for that matter. Uh, did you remember him talking about helmets, or did you just get to him from Rutger Hauer? No, I just knew he had a motorcycle accident okay. that, that uh, fucked his shit up, apparently, more than we knew. Uh, Which he still supported no helmets. Right. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't. Re- I didn't know the law got repealed. I think. I, I don't know if it still, did or not. I just yeah. know he always complained about it. Yeah, but, I mean, it makes sense for a bunch of criminals not to want to get pulled over on a little pissant uh, breaking of the law, you know? I mean, I could buy that, and you know, they obviously uh, did some kind of crim- criminal enterprises so they could afford the uh, the shiny yeah. bikes. I don't mind the 
doing the just the, the shiny bike. I don't mind them being expensive bikes. Just the, the shiny bike didn't fit in with everything else about them. They're like kind of rough and tumble, and they had like what looked like brand new bikes. It didn't really fit. Like I was thinking, I would think more like Harleys that are beat up. Yeah, but, but you know, maybe I mean, it's, it's a very small complaint. I don't even know why I brought it up since you're gonna nitpick me to death. Well, no, it's not as usual. It's not nearly as shallow as my complaint about her haircut. Um, it's a much more valid. Point. I'm surprised you even noticed her haircut. I, didn't, I mean, maybe it was so bad, it just jumped out. I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, I think I kind of noticed the change, but I didn't care. So yeah, I probably. I mean, it probably wouldn't have stood out as much if uh, it hadn't changed in the next episode and stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, that looks much better. Oh wait, go back. I want to go back to 90210 for one thing. I think that some of the out, outdoor. Um, High school scenes are the same high school scenes they use for Buffy. I want to I'm going to look that up after the show, but I'm pretty sure it looked really similar to Buffy. Oh, could be. Yeah, I, that's one I, I, I definitely was. wouldn't know. So uh, if you're going to watch a school set at the high school, watch Buffy. People listening. Yeah, or anything else. Yeah. I'm just going to go on record and and even though I probably haven't seen everything, I, I would say anything else filmed at that high school was better than 90210. But uh, Frost versus Nixon was filmed at that high school. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think uh, also um, Stagecoach. The Well, at that point, it wasn't a high school. It was a junior high. Go right. Ahead. The, uh, yeah, because people were younger then. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, Buffy was really awesome in the way they set up the pilot and, and just set up the whole storyline for the entire season, basically. Oh, Veronica Mars, yeah. Veronica Mars. God damn it, yeah. Did I say Buffy? Veronica Mars, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an outstanding pilot, and it, it they did everything right. They and they some stuff they didn't touch that they brought up in the pilot. They didn't touch till like eight episodes later, which nope. is awesome because it creates this really neat universe. Because you're you know there's stuff that, that dates back to so many episodes ago, and you're expected to remember it. Yeah, it's no, it's great, and and it was a weird show in a way because it had a a season long storyline. Um, and with stuff like you said that maybe didn't even come into play until eight episodes down the line, uh, but also each episode had its own standalone mystery that that they were solving. Um, and, they, and the mystery in the standalone episodes were usually pretty cool. Yeah, they were good. It was it was very entertaining. Um, but it, as we've mentioned before, I think when we when we recommended Veronica Mars, uh, it's way darker than than you would think. Yeah, the, the, this episode has, uh, I don't want to spoil too much. If you want to watch it, go watch it and turn this off. But there's a, Veronica Mars gets roofied. Right. There's, there's incredibly dark scene where they describe that. And he, she goes to the sheriff and the sheriff laughs her off. Yeah. yeah. So there's. That sheriff is really good at playing evil. Not evil, but playing, I don't know if evil is the right word, but it, it's not. Being an asshole. Being a, a scumbag kind of, but also human. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, there's not. There's not cartoon evil characters on this necessarily, uh, which is another thing I liked about it. I thought I thought the sheriff was pretty close to cartoon evil, but he did some good things too. Oh, I'm I'm just saying in that one scene, the, where he, yeah, he, yeah, he laughs her off. That was just it was a little it was a little ridiculous. But, but there was backstory for that too, for yeah. his reaction. It's, it's not like he was just a, a dick for no reason because he. He was a misogynist or something, you know. He kind of was though, because there was no backstory between those two at that point in in their their well, experience. There's just there's just there's animosity between him and the the former sheriff, perhaps, but not between her yet. But later, she does. Well, between him get and back at him. and her father, but 
she you have to remember she worked so her father was the sheriff who uh who got disgraced basically he was he was uh investigating the murder of her best friend in high school it's another dark thing that that a high school uh popular chick was murdered um which which is the sets up the the mystery of the season um and the and, chick murders played by Amanda Seyfried, who went on to do a lot of actual stuff, not Jenny Garth type stuff. Right. No, a lot of people on this went on to do actual stuff. Um, yeah. But the acting is 500 times better than anything on 902. Right off the bat. Yeah. And and uh, Kristen Bell is awesome. Perfectly and she does, cast. She, she's never bad. She's so good in this show. It's incredible how great she is. Yeah. Aside from... According to you, her hair. But what I was getting at was that, uh, so so her father's investigating that, and he goes after uh, Amanda Seafried's father as a main suspect, and, and people in the town don't like that. The guy's a pillar of the community, and, uh, and he gets driven out of office. They do a recall election. Um, so the sheriff has a beef with him. But also, Veronica, so he becomes a, a private investigator, but Veronica Mars works with him on private investigations. That's her thing. She's, she's like a high school detective. So there, I think there might have been some beef between her and, and the sheriff. There might've been, but it, did, it wasn't right. I just thought he, I thought it was just a little over the top, but oh. it was, but it, it made the scene work so well. It made you hate him and it made it. So when she's doing shitty stuff to him, the rest of the season, it's like, all right, that works. Yeah. No yeah. problem. Um, and, and, uh, there is also uh, her best friend, and this is black, but he's not uh, no, anywhere near the token that, that they used black actors for in 90210. I mean, he's not a token no. at all. He's no. He's a fully formed character. And it, and it fits their... It's a great first episode because their first meeting is our first meeting of him and her. Yes. Like, so we get to learn a lot about each character as the show goes on. So it, that works really well. And there's, there's a lot of... Instead of just the, the dumb... Uh, jocks versus nerds that you get in 90210 or um or rich kids versus other rich kids because everybody well there's <laughs> that was another thing in 90210 was that what's her name gabriel carteris whatever her character is her big secret is that she's poor but she's the only one in the whole school in this uh, in veronica mars there's a lot of uh class struggle class struggle there's race definitely is brought mm-hmm. up in a way that's not uh that's not stupid i mean there are no. people who say racist shit straight out and uh just as as people do in real life um but it's not it's not made you know a, a huge focus the whole race thing but it is dealt with and the class in a really smart way i think i agree and uh and that, that's the high school stuff is good because of that because it it is. It's a rich kids school, but not everybody there is rich. Veronica Mars is not rich. Um, it's no, a rich, I'm, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say it's a rich community, but it, there's there's diversity among economic classes there. So that, as there is pretty much anywhere any public high school. Yeah, exactly. In as there is in the real world, um, so it totally works, and they deal with it in a in a really, a re- like I said, a really smart way and a really fun way. I was was the her career as a photographer was that started in this episode I kind of get the two mixed up the, the beginning episodes did she get her job at the newspaper in the pilot 
shit, I can't remember either because I watched a bunch. Um, it doesn't matter, but, but that... she does. She does take pictures in the pilot of uh, of Amanda Seyfried's um, dad going to the motel. Right, right. I was just I was just thinking the journalism teacher kind of got from what I I read on Wikipedia that she got cut out of the show because they didn't have the budget for. Her. So I think her character was supposed to have a bigger part in it, and then just she, that's why she disappears. Well, damn actors, you know, uh, you need As to talk to your agents about yeah, getting a, a fair asking price. You want to be in something decent. Um, it was yeah, it's just overall fucking great. It's hard. The only problem with the pilot, the pilot was excellent introducing everybody, but the main mystery is kind of not stupid, but wasn't that great. It was. Uh, What's his name? What's the the for now? Uh, Wallace. Wallace was working at a store, and some of the guys from the motorcycle gang came in and tried to steal stuff, and he wouldn't let them. And he got because he was narking on them, he got tied to a tied to a pole at the outside of school, and he was being threatened of being beat up because they're going to get sent to jail. And Veronica Mars figures out a way to save them from being sent to jail. Yeah, but she does some kind of ingenious shit to get. Uh... Yeah, yeah, but it just was kind of. It was simple compared to later the later mysteries. mysteries for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he gets he gets Logan uh, Logan uh, Eccles, who is the, another great character on the show. Excellent character, and the great thing about this show, the good TV shows have characters have layers. So he's introduced as this really evil character, and you kind of learn more about him as the season goes on, and as the series goes on. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah as the series goes on. But he plays it perfectly, I think. Yeah, it's amazing how he's. I think he and Kristen Bell are both. It's too bad he hasn't done more. I know he does a lot of teen stuff still, but he's really good. I'd like to see him in a movie. And you will soon. Well, yeah, but uh, playing someone other than Logan Eccles. Yeah, I I think the only, the weakest link is, uh, God damn it, I I can't think of his name right now, but Veronica's ex-boyfriend, Amanda Seyfried's brother, Duncan. I'd Um, agree with that completely. Not even that he's a, a bad actor necessarily, but that the character is just so bleh. Yeah, they tried the whole like psychotic stuff, but it didn't. Nothing really stuck. It, it no, it well, they didn't even pursue it very far because no. it, it was going nowhere. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's the actor or the character, but the combination does not it does not make something memorable. I don't even know if he's in the movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would just assume he is, but I haven't I haven't looked up the cast to see who's in it. Um, you're right. The yeah the. Uh, the mystery of the of the week on this one is really not much of a. There's not much to it, but they do get better. Those do definitely get better as the much series better. goes on. Just, yeah, I, some of them are really neat, and it's and sometimes she's wrong, which which is what makes one of the things that makes the show so great. Sometimes she's just her viewpoint is wrong, and it's really kind of jarring when her viewpoint is wrong about Adam Scott. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. It's great, a great layered show. Um, there, w- one thing we forgot to mention, another mystery, is uh, her mom leaves them. She just ditches the family. And uh, and so that's another thing that, that comes up is what became of her mom. Right, and she finds little bits of pieces of about that mystery when she's hunting down Duncan's father. Right. And then uh, her, her, her father, who was played by the guy, Enrico, whatever, and he's awesome in everything he does. He's amazing. And you know who else I really like is the... Uh, the two-bit lawyer. Oh, he's great. He's, he's really so, good. He's so great at being kind of smarmy, but still charming, and uh, like he and knows he, has, he knows who he is, and you know what. Oh, the, the character is great, but so is the actor. No, the actor is fantastic, and he, he he has a memorable voice, like the guy uh, 
Patrick was it Warburton? Warburton. Yeah. No, he he totally makes me think of like a voiceover actor, but I don't really know what else he's done. Me neither. But, I looked up and it was nothing memorable. I think he might be in like Gilmore Girls, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah, he's awesome. The the cast is great all around. Um and I I think the problem with Veronica Mars when it was on uh, and we may have touched on this before too was that you think it's a high school show, but it's really a show for adults set in high school. I, I mean, I think it kind of, so it being a high school show, it kind of alienated older viewers and then, but then being so dark and not cheesy, like 90210, it alienated teens too, you know? I, I guess, I think some teens would like it. I think, you know, if I were a teen, I would have liked it. It's just like, it's like Buffy kind of, Smart people. It's a smart people show, and it's just I don't think it maybe it wasn't marketed as well as Buffy was. No, I think yeah, I think it was probably just a marketing nightmare for them. They didn't know how to do it. I remember during the first season they had uh, the cast come to the Metreon here in San Francisco, uh, really for like a meet and greet, you know, to try to promote it because I think it was not doing well at all. Um, they they got good cameos. I, I forget if we talked about this when we recommended it, but uh, Josh Whedon was a cameo one episode, and Michael Sarah and his maybe were My, yes. episode. Yeah, great. Even even Paris Hilton did a yeah. good job with She I really mean, did, surprisingly. Yeah, it was the only thing I've ever seen her do a good job in. So it was you have to give credit to the uh, writers and directors on this. And that wasn't a pilot, wasn't it? It no, I think it was second episode. Okay. Yeah. Um and and you know, when you see Paris Hilton on screen you're automatic impulses to turn the channel but but it works so the fact that they had that stunt casting with that makes me think they were kind of marketing to kids i mean trying to for sure yeah i just i think it didn't work Mm -hmm. like i don't think the kids were watching right um but yeah i mean now i wish i would have gone to that metreon thing and met them and but you know at the time i was like what the fuck some teen show there you know met them and become hangers on well, yeah, I, I would have totally become a hang, have become a hanger-on, and uh, I wouldn't even be uh, associating with you at this point if that had happened. Ah, uh, the dream. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I think the most uh, Kristen Bell is definitely the one that's been the most successful, but after her, it might be the guy from New Girl. Oh, right, because he played he played the deputy. In right. He, yeah, Schmidt he from Schmidt, New Girl. Yeah. It, um, is is in this show? It's a small part, but he's in the movie. And he's he's his character is so much better in in uh, Veronica Mars. He's really earnest, and he does a great job with it too. Yeah, he's just very goofy. Yeah, and uh, amiable. He, yeah, I it was funny rewatching it because, I mean, I remembered the character, but I didn't know that it was that actor. So when I saw him, I was like, oh shit, it's it's Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Adam Scott obviously has gone on to big things. Well, that was a big part. I mean, someone yeah. had a, a more than a just like one time. He was he had like five or six episodes someone he's a regular yeah yeah not a regular but more than you know yeah more than one episode ken marino was was in the state beforehand so he'd already you know he's already got a got his thing going before that um yeah no it's it's uh i mean i don't want to give away the entire episode although we kind of did but yeah we gave away most of it but this episode doesn't have a lot of the secrets the whole show he's she's searching to see who killed um, uh, what's her name? Amanda Seafried. I know. I don't remember the character's name. 
anyway, Veronica Mars is, is trying to figure out the killer of her best friend. And that's what the whole first season's about. And it, it, they do a good job of giving false clues of making you think it's somebody. And, you know, when you, when they finally figure out who it is, it, it's, it's a great, great reveal. Yeah. Oh, well, and speaking of kind of, and, uh, speaking of bad, uh, actors who do a good job on here, Harry Hamlin and his wife as, <laughs> as Logan's parents, uh, Lisa How is he Rinna. a madman? Oh, he's actually really good in Mad Men. Yeah, maybe he's not a bad actor. Yeah, he just did a lot of bad shit, or he's yeah. he's grown as an actor, you know, since since the eighties. But he is really good in this show. Yeah, he's he's super scummy. Um, We're kind of just sticking watching talking about the first season because I don't think we remember what's in the pilot. Harry Hamlin's not in the pilot. I don't. No, think. no. Um, but but neither was Paris Hilton. Um, but yeah. also uh, Lisa Rinna does a good job as as uh, his wife and as the shallow. Uh, rich, rich lady, you know. Is she famous from something else? Uh, she's his real wife, right? Yeah, she. I think she was on like Days of Our Lives or some some soap oh, okay. opera. Yeah. Um, her lips are are, you know, uh, distracting. But but other yeah, I think it, it's great casting in this. And uh, if you haven't had the chance to watch it yet, you really should uh, before the movie comes out. Yeah, it, it's at least watch the first season. Yeah, yeah. You should watch all three, but start with the first season, and you'll be so blown away. You'll want to watch the next season. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else about this first episode that you can think of? No, I, I just, uh, I can't recommend it more highly. Oh, the part of that we talked about before. It's just, it is funny how teenage rich people parties are depicted the same from the eighties on. I think they're going to always be de- depicted in that. It's at a pool, and everybody's. It's like really crowded and. I don't know. Yeah, everybody's it's, drunk and yeah, it's it's not a kind of party I had ever. I don't attended. know if it exists. But no, I, I definitely never attended one. They're definitely Hollywood uh, myths, right? Of but what the, of what high school parties are, but then you again, could have taken clips from the nine to one zero party and stuck it into the Veronica Mars episode, and it would it would be seamless. You. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the uh, I mean, I didn't grow up in a rich community either, so maybe that is how they are in those That's places, true. but. Yeah, somehow I doubt it. Uh, yeah, no. Watch this, not that. Yeah, we, my area was was really not wealthy. We we'd summer in Sweden. The rich area would would do Switzerland. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, me, we'd summer in Lodi. So, <laughs> not really the same. I've never been to Sweden or Switzerland. I have been to Lodi, I think. Yeah, you. It's best to forget. Um, yeah, so, so this is, uh, this is one of the ones we've done that, that I kind of get evangelical about Veronica Mars. Yeah. I, did, did I tell you to watch it? No, I, uh, another friend of mine actually told me to watch it. Um, when I was, I told a lot of people to watch it when I found out about it. Yeah. I, I, I ran through the, the show until the last season, like I always do and just stopped watching, but. Man, it's a great show. Yeah, no, my friend Laura told me because we were we had just gotten rid of our cable and we had like Hulu or whatever, and I was like, "What should I watch?" And and she raved about it. So this was recent. I mean, it was it was a few years ago. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah, I I watched it when it was just off the air. I was I just missed it. Yeah, I think I think I did too. You know, maybe by two years or something. So it was the the Buffy the Buffy connection. I think is what brought me to it. But um, which I also got onto late. 
Yeah, I, I did too, since I haven't got into it yet. So <laughs> I, I assume I'll be late for it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we're done with, with the episode. Yeah, I think go watch. Go watch one, don't watch the other. Yeah. Or watch both as long as you watch one. Yeah. Well, they're no, both on Amazon Prime. Yeah, don't don't watch Beverly Hills 90210 if you're only going to watch one. I, there's no there's... No, no. I said if you if if you listen closely, I said go watch one but not the other, which in, implied Beverly Hills 90210 is the one not to watch. But if you want to watch both, go ahead as long as one is is one is Veronica Mars. I can't untangle the knot of your twisted logic there, Pat. Don't, there will don't be tests. To, don't try to put that on me, but yeah, uh, you got a recommendation? I think I wanted to, to officially recommend Saga. Which New is? S.U. came out this, this week. It's a comic book series written by Brian K. Vaughn. Space opera, lots of weird creatures. It's about uh, the, these two warring uh, societies and it's kind of a Romeo Juliet story. Well, I don't know how it ends, so I don't think so. But anyway, uh, they get together and fall in love and they're trying to escape from bounty hunters and all kinds of other evil, evil doers with their baby who they, uh, cause they're from two different species. Really neat, really fun stuff. Amazing art, great, um, writing, fun stuff. Really uh, good. You should read and it. that's, uh, that's the private eye guy. Yeah. Same guy. He did uh, Why the Last Man. He did Runaways from Marvel and and stuff that's not good, but he's great. So Saga sounds, I mean, sounds to me kind of derivative, like it's maybe an update of Three Men and a Baby, but but you say it's good. Yeah, the, the that's not a problem, but the main character is drawn kind of a combination of Steve Gutenberg and Ted Danson. Oh, so a dreamboat. Of course. Yeah. Oh well, that that's reason enough to read it right there. My, the main character is a baby. My recommendation is uh, very specific. Actually, you probably saw Viv, my girlfriend, posted a link to it on Facebook. Um, is the Bill Moyers interview with David Simon, creator of The Wire, where he talks about uh, the State of the Union address. And uh, I guess it's going to be done in two parts, and they only showed the first part. But uh, David Simon is a fucking genius. And uh, and he's makes a lot of good points. He's one. Of, I mean, if you've seen, you know, The Wire or Treme, you know that he's an artist who uh, does social commentary with his art in in a way that nobody else really seems able to do it. I mean, it's not super heavy handed. I, it, you know, it's it's TV, so it it is fairly obvious, but it's not it's not dickish or or a turnoff like like the Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero kind of commentary is. Right. Um, yeah. And he makes a lot of good points about uh, the war on drugs and and the uh, economic situation in America. And uh, and he doesn't only blame conservatives, although he does blame them a lot. But, you know, he goes he talks about how Clinton Clinton's role in, in kind of bringing us to where we are. And and uh, it's really a really good interview. And it's it's only like 20 something minutes long. So it's, it's cool. available on YouTube. Everybody should check it out. Sounds good. Yeah, so um, that's all I got. I mean, I've been, I started school. I guess I should announce it on the podcast. So uh, I don't have quite as much time to uh, pour over the crap as I used to. But I, we'll still be doing this every week. I'll, I'll make time for, for what we need. And the, the, the 
this training you're getting is going to improve the podcast immensely. So That's everyone cool. listening will like it much more soon. Yeah, I am going to be doing, I, I'm going for audio recording engineering. So, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll learn the ins and outs of GarageBand a little better, I guess. Actually, I probably won't learn anything about GarageBand because that's, that's a dipshit technology, I guess. Is it? I thought maybe it was like, I, I know there's some Mac video stuff that's cutting edge, but GarageBand doesn't. Yeah, like Final Garage, Cut Pro is, is supposed to be really good. but free? Yeah, it's free. So oh, it's okay. Not, yeah. yeah, so professionals probably use something that's a little bit more than free. Yeah, it'll be Pro Tools or something. But yeah, who knows if I, if I end up getting that kind of software and equipment. I might make this uh, at least uh, 2% better, sound-wise. That's all we need, 2%. As a one percenter, I can say that. Oh, I was thinking more like milk. Is there a 2% milk? Yeah, dude, that's what most people drink, I think. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I drink coconut milk. Oh, the, yeah, I drink goat milk. Uh, actually, I drink uh, I drink the, the full-on fat milk, which is more like glue, but... Uh, I usually get it straight from the udder. I'm, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not buying into all that healthy bullshit. 2% fat, still fat. It cracks me up when I see people, or I see in the supermarket that there's like sugar-free chocolate pudding. I'm like, what kind of con are you pulling on yourself if you're buying this? <laughs> I think it might be more for di- people with diabetes. Come on, that's a myth. Diabetes? It's all oh, in your head. It's one of those. I didn't know. I, you know, some some illnesses I know are real and some are fake, and I can never tell the two apart. Yeah, no, diabetes, uh, like autism, is fake. Okay, yeah. so we, cancer, autism, and diabetes. Jeez. Yeah. It's hard to keep track, but the flu is real. The flu is definitely real. People dying from it all over, dropping so, like flies. So don't get flu shots, because that, that's what gives you the flu. Yes. It, okay. it literally does give you the flu. So don't do it. No. Okay. I always get my medical advice from you. So. Yeah. Well, we like to perform uh, public service here when we can. Uh, Everyone should get a flu shot. Don't listen to John. Do get vaccinations, though, because uh, although they do cause autism, autism is a fake disease. So it's, it's, Oh, that it's, works out. Yeah. No, it's perfectly fine. Have you seen that website that says, um, how, does, how, does, uh, how do vaccines cause autism? That's the www.howdovaccinescauseautism. How do and is the answer they don't? Is that all it says? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny when people put it up and uh, other people respond like ready for a fight. And then people are just like, just click on the link, dude. I, uh, yeah. Uh, one of my, uh, my shining moments back when I was on Twitter, I actually deleted my Twitter account because I, I just don't oh, use it. That's sad. I guess it's not really. Uh, I can still go on there and like look up, comedians and stuff that i want to see what they're saying but i don't do it that much but i do like reading looking at my feed of the people i've added because they're usually pretty amusing yeah i might just like do some weird name account and go on and do that um and just follow people i just didn't want my identity on there for whatever reason um but one of my favorite twitter exchanges was uh jenny mccarthy um who i followed just to see what kind of batshit stupid crap she was going to say uh one of her posts was, what was the best gift you ever got for your kids? And I responded, vaccines, <laughs> vaccinations. Now, she did she not does, reply. 
She no longer thinks vaccines cause autism. No, I think right? she does. Okay, but her kid does not have autism. I don't know. I'm I think pretty she sure said, that's what... She said he didn't, and then she went back and said he did. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I can't follow her. See, I find the... I always see the first headline. Don't uh, see the previous ones. Yeah. Oh, remember, I, our, our, we used to have a, every episode, we'd have a fact about Justin Bieber. Oh, we yeah. Kinda, we kind of fell off of that one. Lost, lots of Justin Bieber news this week. Yeah, he has a new album out, and it's really good. Yeah, his... Uh, title track is um, Justin... Just just in case. His eyes are still like looking into milky pools of uh, dream unicorns. Lots of Justin Bieber news going on. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like there's people are sending petitions to the White House to get the kid deported. I I don't know. I guess maybe my priorities are just different. But why you're getting so upset about this shit is beyond me. Sorry, I. I can only start like five or ten petitions a day. It just happened to be that was the one that was most popular. Well, uh, yeah, if you're, if there's one thing we learned from 90210, it's uh, popularity is all that counts. Don't Wait, be a fat chick. Speaking of the White House petitions, wasn't there one about building a Death Star they actually responded to? Yes, they did respond. Because, uh, you know, if you, if you get enough signatures on a petition, the White House has to look at it and, and respond. So, um, yeah, the, the White House... I think they did a good job responding to that. They did. It was comical, but oh, it was. That's right. They responded to. Of course, we're not going to do that. Something with such an easy flaw. Yeah. Yeah. The, but you know, on the other hand, Jesus Christ, it just shows how much free time we have as a culture. Yeah, that's okay though. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it's better than the alternative. And it, I think it kind of makes. I think the fact that the White House answers that stuff makes. I, it humanizes I, them a bit. I think so, and I think maybe it gets people more involved in some way at least thinking about politics in a way that's that's helpful yeah i i only wish that those petitions would have to be answered directly by dick cheney because i think that would be much more entertaining do you think that whoever the next president is, i mean uh, do you think president christie will continue the the petition thing or will he abolish that i don't you mean president hillary oh i thought christie was guaranteed after this bridge thing got him so popular it it did. I mean, the the sad thing is, it got him popular with uh, residents of New York who who hate New Jersey, um, but not with his own state. Do, do you really think Hillary Clinton's going to be the next president? I don't think there's any chance that she's going to be the next president. Personally, really, I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't think she's going to win. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. think she'll win the primary. I think. Well, it depends on who. who yeah. Who else are the Democrats going to put up? Yeah, that's true. I, they're not going to put fucking Biden up. Um. And I don't know anybody else on the on the stage that's oh, uh, Biden, not Biden, but I hear a little a little whisper. Somebody wants another chance. Bill, <laughs> Al Gore. Are, no, are you serious? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Thank God. No, that would be <laughs> that would be the death knell of the Republican Party. Republican Party? He's that oh, strong? The... <laughs> Sorry, I I was just thinking death knell and Republican Party. Those those phrases go together in my head. Um, of the Democratic Party. Political thing I would like to say, which scares me. It scares me, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But if the Republican Party ever figures out that social issues are what hurt, what hurts them more than anything else, they might get more power, and that would be terrible. But then, like they, if, the problem is they'd have to come overcome their repugnance to the poor and gays and stuff. So, well, that's the thing. If they overcome their repugnance towards gays, 
that gets a whole huge voting block they might get because there's I'm sure there's some libertarian gays who don't want to cross over just because of the fact that's what I'm afraid of the libertarian branch gets more power and then starts to try to do their little ideas and that I don't like that. Well, I mean, given the history of the libertarians, I don't think there's too much chance that they're going to gain power. Uh, but I mean, except among like Tea Party members, maybe. I, I can't see him crossing over to the Democrat side. Hopefully not. Well, no, I'm just I'm just thinking of the somehow the Republican Party getting getting the clue that there's nothing wrong with being gay. Oh, right. That and if it happens. It would be terrible. And getting the liberal. But except that I think the libertarians are already mostly in the Republican camp anyway when it comes to voting. So no, I mean getting some some Democrats who are a little bit right economically who just can't stomach the social issues. Right. switching over because I see of... I see what you're saying yeah yeah I know but it kind of always cracks me up when people are like I'm a I'm a social liberal but I'm a uh, I'm an economic conservative uh, as as if uh, as if economics have nothing to do with social issues I mean well, Amy's favorite phrase is well I'm a I'm a, a social a conser- social conservative no no I'm a social liberal but an economic liberal uh, social liberal economic conservative no, it's the other way. It's social it's conservative, economic oh. liberal, because nobody's that. It's kind of funny <laughs> somebody being like that. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no I agree. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Nobody. It's just kind of a. It's kind of a meaningless phrase to me because, uh, nobody likes giving away money. But you also realize we live in a fucking society, and and that's how this shit works. I mean, I I don't really understand what they mean by that because what. It doesn't make any sense because where's if you're social liberal, you want to help people get to an equal level, and so you don't want to give the money away because you're economic. So it doesn't work. It doesn't go together. Uh, yeah, no, that's moron. that's my exact point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just expanding it because I'm realizing what your point is. Yeah, Sorry. and and then most people who say they're fiscal conservatives also don't seem to complain very loudly about military spending or anything. So yeah, I, I don't I don't really get it, but. Uh, if you're if you are a uh, social liberal and fiscal conservative, uh, let us know, and uh, let us know how you think that shit works. Yes, yeah, we... so if if you are a fiscal current conservative and socially liberal, write us at popculturecontinuum@gmail.com or say hello to us on our Facebook page after you like it. Yeah, a- after you like it, and after you tell your friends about it. Yes, tell all your friends, especially liberal friends, because I think they'll like it a little bit more than the conservative friends. Yeah. Well, God, if we're doing our job right, they will. Um, We're a friend to all people. Yeah, ex- except uh, social conservatives. And, yo, oh, uh, right, the British. Yes. Sorry. Um, Somalians, welcome. British? We're, we're still holding that War of 1812 against you. Yes. Forgive, but, but don't forget. If the Somalians, sure. They they listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, they're out there on the on the high seas. I, I'm done with this. I, I don't want right. to continue this. Well, this. then I... I guess not, not one anymore. I guess we'll uh, we'll say goodbye then. Uh, so until next time, goodbye everybody. Goodbye.
she's mine, she looks so good 